All right. The woman's purpose. Thank you, Lord. You know, history is replete with women who has changed the course of the world. You know, every, every lady sitting here, you don't have to be a mother to be the Deborah that God has called you to be. The very fact of you being a female is attestation to the God's unique plan that he has for you. It doesn't matter whether you have a child or not. You are a blessed group of people. And so history is, is, is filled with women who has changed the course of the world. Because when the vision is articulated, they will stand up like Joshua. They will stand up like Caleb. And they will say, give us the mountain. They will say, give us the giants. And they will say, we will take possession of the land. That's how women are. That's how real women are, you know. That's why women also go through a lot in their lives compared to men. Because there is so much potential inside every woman, every woman. And so she's always ready. As long as God is with her, she's ready to go and face the giants. She's ready to go and possess the land. Hallelujah. So today's message is titled, the, the Woman's Purpose, the Purpose of a Woman. And we're going to look at in depth. This is going to be very unique. As the Lord was speaking to me about this, I'm sure this is going to bless you because this is going to be some new revelation. And I want you to, you know, if you're blessed with it, send it to the, your other women friends as well in the course of the coming weeks. So the world is waiting for the manifestation of the real you. Of the real you, I said. A lot of you are still struggling. A lot of you have uh, many questions. But the world is waiting for the manifestation of the daughters of God. Who are awakened in the righteousness and true holiness of God. Hmm. So they're waiting for the real Deborahs. Because there's a real you inside of you waiting to manifest. All the other baggage tries to mask of who you truly are. But the real you, oh my God, I'm telling you, can change the course of the world. Amen. So, in every woman God has already placed unique skill, unique ability to change the world, to change societies, to change nations. You, because you got something unique that the earth needs. The earth needed what was in Amy McPherson. How many of you heard about Amy McPherson? She was the founder of the Foursquare Pentecostal movement. The earth needed what was in Catherine Coleman. Hallelujah. The earth needed what is in Melinda Gates. The earth needed what's in many mighty women of God. And I, I just tell you right now, the earth needs what is deposited in you. Man cannot do what a woman can do. Hallelujah. Because there's a unique way where women can stir up the gifts, the abilities, the skills in others as well. 
Many breakthroughs in the world wouldn't have existed if it weren't for the unveiling of the women. That's how important women are to this earth. You got something that the earth needs. Hallelujah. Come on, every, the women just say this. I already have the skill and the ability that the earth needs. You have the solutions to many things that this world needs. And as I said, the real woman usually surfaces in the storm. That's why women go through so much more than men. Hallelujah. They are ready for a challenge. They are ready to face the giants. So first of all, I want you to know this morning, you are not anything inferior to a male. You are not anybody's doormat. You are not a second-class citizen, as how the world over time, if you look at the dark ages, women has always been treated as second-class. Now, even now, we are trying to get equality in pay, equality in the, uh, in the workplaces. Even in America, we are still trying to make a lot of things equal now. But, but unfortunately, many women who grow up in this kind of conditioning think that they are second-class. But the Bible doesn't permit or the Bible doesn't allow that kind of segregation of women. You're nobody's doormat. You're going, to see, you're going to stand up and let the world know that you are created in righteousness and true holiness of God. And you have a unique assignment that no one else can do. Hallelujah. And, you know, I've met many women, mighty women of God. They have such mighty faith that they have literally erased the word impossible out of their vocabulary. What's going on with the mic? Good? Okay, thank you. So, the word impossible, I've, like I said, when I've went through many crises or went through trials and tribulations, there have been women, whether it's my mom, whether it's my wife, whether it's my intercessors, who doesn't have the word impossible in their vocabulary. They know through God all things are possible, and with God we shall run through a troop, leap over a wall, and all things are possible for those who believe in God. And I hope every woman sitting here would take out the word impossible from their dictionary. Thank you, Jesus. Because another thing, I'm going to get into the Bible verses for this. If you, if you stop functioning, if women stop functioning in their creative role, because we're going to look at the Bible verses, how God created you so uniquely, and if you stop functioning in your creative role, the society will start to crumble and will get dysfunctional. That's how powerful women are. Hallelujah. So a lot is hanging in your hands, to be honest with you, in a woman's potential. So let's look at the history here. I want you to understand how God created this whole event, whole DNA of women, and why it is so unique. The Bible says in Genesis 1.27, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So when he first created the first living being, uh, 
he created a person. And in that person, there were two things. What was the two things in that one person? There was male and female, all in one person called Adam at that time. <laughs> he, he didn't create Eve right away. You know that story. So God first created Adam in his own image. But what was in Adam originally? Both male and female was in Adam. And, uh, and he started having this nagging feeling there's something missing in him, even though there was nothing missing in him, to be honest with you. Both male and female expressions of God is or was in Adam. But the devil had him persuaded to believe that there was something missing in him. And God started to recognize that. And what happened? Genesis 2, 15 through 18. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And he says in verse 18, the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. Because God started to detect that Adam is feeling something missing. Even though there is male and female in him, the manifest presence of female was not available yet. And then God said, it is not good for a man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Amen, somebody. Hallelujah. And then what happens? And from the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, so he took the first man, Adam, put him to sleep, like a surgery today, anesthesia. He made a, so from the rib he had taken, he made a woman and brought her to him. So this eternal spirit called male and female was inside Adam. But then he felt that it is needs time for that female part to be manifested out. So he puts Adam to a deep sleep. He takes the rib out of the man, Adam, and he designs a body for this female part of Adam. And he brings forth Eve. And then the man said when he wakes up, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for out of man she was taken. Come, Everybody say, for out of man she was taken. Hallelujah. That's how important woman is. Man is not complete without a, man, a woman. Man is not complete because... When God did that procedure, that surgery, or whatever you may want to call it, he took the rib out of man's body and designed a new body for the spirit of the female to dwell in it. And forever, everything was changed from that point on. And we're going to look in details on this. So I want you to really look at or understand today the four things that God has purpose through the design of the woman. Hallelujah. So first thing I want to look at is the purpose of the woman in creation. A woman's purpose in creation. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says, 
woman or the wife is the crown of a man. Even it calls it the glory of a man. And number one, I want you to remember this. One of our creation purposes is to be the crown or the glory of man. Whether you serve as a wife or a mother or as a sister or any, any function, a woman's role, she supplements or she helps man look good. She's the crown of her husband. Hallelujah. And man cannot do much without receiving or connecting with this crown. That's why the devil is so much against marriage. He wants you to stay single. He wants you to stay separate. He wants you to stay divorced. But the problem is, you were taken out of a man and you were created to function together for the glory of God. Man cannot be effective or be successful without a woman. Because he was taken or she was taken out of him. So he's missing something. The original man, Adam, had the male and female. But the minute the female left him, guess what? He's missing something now. And so God designed it in a way that he needs to connect this equation back. Both male and female. Because the female part carries the glory of a man. And until the man finds his right person or right woman, he will not be complete, he will not be successful, he will not be effective in life. He got to find out who was taken out of him and connect back again. Hallelujah. You know, uh, when they're born again, when you look at we say, you know, when we come to Christ, when we are baptized into Christ, we become born again. Born again is what, really? Being born again is getting reawakened to who you really are. Before that, you were asleep to who you really are. So once you become born again, you become reawakened who you truly are. You're a child of God. You went astray from God. Now through the power of the blood of the Lamb, your inner man is being enlightened to see the truth again. You are being reawakened through the process of born again. And here again, man, and I say man, male, is getting back, reawakened back to his glory through connecting with the right woman. Without the woman, he is missing. He is not complete. He will not be successful. He will not be effective in life. That's how vital women plays a role in this world. Because God took woman out of the man. Hallelujah. The man is not complete without his better half. That's why, like I said, the devil is against marriage because societies will get dysfunctional. If there is no glory for man, he's going to be an average person. Man is created to be a leader, but he cannot be a leader until his crown is restored back to him, is connected back to him. 
Thank you, Jesus. So 1 Corinthians 11, 9, if you have a Bible, turn there, please. It says, for man did not come from woman, but woman from man. Neither was man created for woman, but woman for man. Hallelujah. Man can go only as far as his connection with the right partner. Hmm. Because if you remember it, when the female part left from Adam, he realized that he cannot exist. By you mean when I say exist, he cannot thrive. That's why the Bible said it is not good for a man to be alone. Now with the females, that's not the case. Even the females, now Adam really felt something went out. Women didn't feel anything like that because she was not taken out of man. And that's why many women sometimes, you know, are okay, happy being alone. They just don't feel the same nag or pull like a man who is lost and cannot fulfill his destiny because he's not connected to his partner, his help, helper, his better half. So man's strength or glory departs when his, his right He's not connected to his wife, his true partner. And man's strength is equivalent of his destiny. And he can only go as far as his connection with his wife takes him. One can chase a thousand, two can chase ten thousand. There is power in union of husband and wife. And that's why the devil is so much against the institution of marriage. Proverbs 18.22 says, He who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. Man cannot do much. Man cannot receive the favor he needs to receive without finding the right woman. That's how important the females are to the human race. Until you find a wife, you have no favor in the full form from the Lord. Because she was taken out of you and he wants you to operate in union with her. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says that he was, she was created for as a helpmate. You know why? Because he really needs help. <laughs> He's messed up now. And that's how important women are now. He needs help. The man needs you because you were taken out of him. You know, in, this is not just in marriage. If you look at church, if you look at companies, if you look at society, we need women. The society will crumble without the integral part called women. You know, even you can't have church without women. I don't like church without women. You can't have revival without women. Come on, you can't even have a prayer meeting without some good women. Women bring unique strength, glory, crown to the 
human race. Hallelujah. So man's anointing, his effectiveness is taken to higher levels when he finds the right woman that God has ordained for him. Very important. Number two. So we found the woman's purpose in creation. She was created with a unique DNA and that needs to be connected with a man so that she can help man fulfill his destiny and help the world and help the societies and nations around her. Thank you, Jesus. Number two, the woman's purpose in ministry. Let's turn with me to Galatians 3, verse 27. It says, for all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Well, let me read that again. Number one, there is neither Jew nor Greek, so that is not important. Your race, your caste is not important. Slave nor free, your occupation or your vocation is not important. Not only that, in some versions it says bind, uh, bound or unbound, meaning you can also talk about marriage. Whether you're single or unmarried or married, it doesn't matter here now for women. Male nor female, gender is not important anymore. For you're all one in Christ Jesus. In other words, she can do anything in the kingdom that man can do. There is no segregation. She can be an apostle. She can be a prophet. She can be an evangelist. She can be a teacher. She can be a CEO. There is no segregation anymore in Christ Jesus. In the book of Ephesians says, put on the new man. In Christ Jesus, who is created after the righteousness and holiness of the Most High God. So put on, we all now are putting on the new man in Christ Jesus. We are all one in Christ. So her purpose in ministry, she can serve in any capacity that a man serves. And she can be effective. Thank you, Lord. See how, you know, I, was, I grew up in a denomination you know, that had segregated women. Meaning, even, even, even today, even in the South or in America, we have several denominations that will tell that women can't function like men. That is not right. That is not biblical. That is a lack of revelation. That's ignorance, really. That's just pure ignorance. And the people with common sense, when church speaks that, these kind of stuff, People with uh, education and basic common sense, they leave the church. And you say women are, guess what? They, tend to, they go out and create an equal environment outside church. Because church is still stuck in dark ages. It's a shame, honestly. It's a shame. There is neither Jew nor Greek. Slave nor free, male nor female, for you're all one in Christ Jesus. You can serve in any capacity. Any capacity. Hallelujah. There's no condemnation for any woman. If God has called you to be an apostle, go do your work. 
You know, women like Catherine Coleman or Amy McPherson didn't listen to the lie. They were from years ago, actually, when there's big segregation among gender. But they listened to the voice of God, Joyce Mayer, so many. They did great exploits for God. If you're in a denomination that is stuck like that, get out of there. You're not going to go too far with Pharisees and Sadducees. You just got to slip your way past. Come to places where there is freedom, where there is acceptance, where there is celebration of women. And that's where you're going to thrive. Hallelujah. In other words, God will anoint a woman to do anything that he will anoint a man to do. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I, you, you need to understand one thing, though. There's masculine and feminine. So when God took the feminine out of the man, the man, the male, he took it out completely. So male, you know, some males act like females. I don't know why. But they need to know the femi feminine piece was taken out of them completely. And similarly, some women want to be masculine. Sister, let, let me tell you, the whole masculine part was taken out of you. You better grow your hair and act like a woman. You don't need to act like a man. It was completely separated. He created, there was a male and there was a female. You know, that's why if you think about a lesbian relationship, I don't know why this happens. The lesbians want a husband. There are two women, but they want one of the partners to be like a male. Man, if you crave for a male, why don't you just marry a male? Why do you have to cut your hair and act like a man? That's messed up. Think about it for a second. Jesus. So when he took, when he separated male and female, it was very definite. Females act like females. Men act like men. The problem is men, a lot of too many men acting like women. They don't assume leadership. They don't assume their roles. They're still babies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next point. The woman's purpose in the family and society. So we saw the woman's purpose in creation, the woman's purpose in ministry, and number three, the woman's purpose in the family and society. Let's look at what's her purpose there. Number one, steadfast in prayer. Acts 1.14 says, with one accord, they all continued in prayer along with the women. And Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Women have a history of being steadfast in prayer. That's one of the chief qualities that is embedded in the DNA. The, the, the endurance level. The persistence level, the fervency in women is not same as in men. They have much more endurance. They have much more steadfastness in prayer. So your purpose to be steadfast, women. Jeremiah 9.17 says, Jeremiah said when Israel was in trouble, he said, call for the wailing women to come. Send for the most skillful of them. Let them come quickly and veil over us till our eyes overflow with tears and water streams with, from our eyelids. 
He knew it. He said, call for all the wailing intercessors in Israel, for Israel is in trouble. Jesus, steadfast in prayer. Number two, women's purpose in family and society, act of charity. Women are way more kind than men. Acts 9.36 says, now there was in Joppa a disciple named Tabitha, which translated means Dorcas. She was full of good works and acts of charity. The Holy Spirit has kept this scripture in place for women to remind themselves of the real you. Who is the real you? Full of good works and full of charity. So put on the new man in Christ Jesus and follow these patterns, women. Because you, that is the real you, actually. Wake up the real you again. Hallelujah. Act of hospitality. How many of you men agree our wives and women are way more hospitable than us? They can stay patiently with their guest when we get irritated. That's how women are. So 1 Timothy 5.10 says, having a reputation for good works. If she has brought up children, show hospitality, wash the feet of the saints, cares for the afflicted, devotes herself to every good work. Again, reminding of the real you, women. Hospitable. Ready to serve others. Bringing up children. Showing hospitality. Caring for the afflicted. Caring for the sick. You know, my wife is quick. If she hears somebody is sick, she's either quick to pick the phone or will she, she'll go to the hospital. I'm like, you know, I'll just sit here and pray for them. But she'll go. <laughs> that, is, that is the real you, women. That's the real you. And the real you will come out. Men sometimes don't understand it. <laughs> Men are sometimes about convenience. <laughs> but this is the real you. <laughs> Active teaching. Women are to teach. We see that Aquila and Priscilla in the book of Acts. You know, when there was... Uh, an evangelist, I believe, had some wrong uh, message. They pulled him to the side and corrected him gently. They taught him what is the real gospel. It's important that women can teach and correct. Titus 2, 4 says they have to teach what is good and so train the young women also to love their husbands and children. This is talking mainly about elderly women, but in general, you have the DNA of teaching. And imparting wisdom to others. Thank you, Jesus. And finally, the woman's purpose in the grand scheme of salvation. Hallelujah. Revelation 12, 2 and 3 says, The woman was pregnant and crying out in the pain and agony of giving birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven, a huge red dragon with seven heads, ten horns, and seven royal crowns on his head. His tail swept a third of the stars from the sky, tossing them to the earth. And verse 4 and 5, And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth, so that when she gave birth, he might devour her child. And she gave birth to a son, a male child, who is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron, and a child was caught up to God and his throne. 
Women are instrumental in the awakening of human race worldwide. Even though this prophecy it talks about the birth of Jesus, it is not just the birth of Jesus, it's talking about everyone who is born again in the image of Jesus. We are all going to rule the nations. This is not just about one historic fact. So women, you are instrumental in bringing out kingdom shakers, kingdom movers, a new generation, Joshua generation, who will rule the nations with his justice, with his authority. You are going to shape up a kingdom of priests unto God. Your position and place in the grand scheme of salvation is huge. And that's why the devil fights you. The Bible says the dragon stood before the woman so that when she gave birth, he might devour the child. He wants to devour your fruit. He wants to devour the potential in you. He wants to finish your children and your destiny. But guess what? She gave birth to the son. You are so vital in the release of a new generation that will rule the nations. And that's why he fights you. You know, I was reading Acts 14. It says, Apostle Paul strengthened the disciples, said, when you are in faith, there are many tribulations. But don't fear or don't tremble. Stand steadfast in the Lord because this is part and parcel of the faith walk. But what is at hand, the destiny that is at hand is way greater than the battle that you're facing. You all are such an important or the most critical piece of releasing destiny to the world. Thank you, Jesus. Proverbs 31.25 says, Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. Matt, I'm going to get close. Let's uh, play something and wrap this up. Strength and honor are her clothing. That's a real you. Come on, somebody say, that's a real me. Not shame, not disgrace, not condemnation. Strength and honor are your clothing, women. And you will rejoice in the time to come. As you awaken your as you get awakened to the real you, joy and laughter shall come forth in your life. The enemy has been trying to blind women, trying to suppress them for ages. You know, there's been revolution after revolution to free women. But now we've seen a lot more freedom. Even now, there's so many nations that don't give the same treatment for women. That is the devil's plan to keep the destiny of a nation under. Because if women are not released, she cannot give birth to the next Joshua generation that will rule the nations. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Strength and honor are her clothing. You know, Gandhi said this, it may be possible to gild pure gold, but who can make his mother more beautiful? You know, a child sees the great beauty in every woman. The real her revealed to her kids 
but it's time now the real women to be revealed to the world. The mighty Deborah's rising. George Washington said, my mother was the most beautiful woman I ever saw. All I am, I owe to my mother. Several, several, several men can attest to this. Mothers and wives, the part they play in shaping the destiny of men and children and generations to come. Hallelujah. You know, so whether they are continuing, whether these women are continuing steadfastly in prayer, doing good works and charity, showing hospitality, teaching the word in harmony, being good wives, rearing godly children, or accomplishing various other tasks. I think it is time for us to rise up and call you all blessed. Come on, men, let's just rise them up. Let's rise up. And just call the women blessed. Just uh, everyone, just men, stand up for a second. And let's just turn around to the women that is in your life or other women who are sitting near you. Everyone just turn around because there's so many people sitting at the back. Just lift your right hand, men. And just call them blessed. Come on, declare you're blessed. Deborah, you're blessed. Myrtle, you're blessed. You're blessed. Nisha, you're blessed. Every woman, we call you blessed for the real you is coming out. The real you created in righteousness and true holiness. Precious treasures waiting to shine. Come on, everybody stand up now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hmm. I want to anoint. If you want to come forward, come on, women. Form a line. I want to anoint women to release the real you. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, come, Holy Spirit. Lord, let the real women be revealed. Let their potential, their power, their might be manifested this, in this new era, O oh God. Oh, what a mighty treasure, mighty gift you've given to the church, to the world. Kingdom shakers, kingdom movers, helpers, leaders, powerhouses for the glory of God. Hmm. Thank you, Lord.